Hello, good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening. Welcome to another Cloud Talk podcast by West Coast Cloud. I am joined again by the wonderful Dave Cox. Say hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. As, as <laughs> bang on cue. <laughs> I don't really control you. I just, yeah, I no, secretly. Yes, have you been? Yeah, really well, actually. The weather has been cracking, you know, ever since the last one. So as long as we keep these up, we might have a decent summer. It's actually ridiculous at the minute. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go outside. I don't mind the heat, but there are, there are limits, I think. What, the dragonflies? <laughs> yeah, if I can't walk through the heat without wanting to have another shower, then I consider that too warm. Oh, fair enough. So I think today is an exception where it is just too hot. Mm. But if I was on a beach, then I wouldn't be too hot based on location. I ramble. So Well, with Windows Virtual Desktop, we, we could be on the beach, <laughs> but we're using Teams. Mind you, we could ah. be using Teams through WVD, but I'm going to stop. Or we could also just have Teams on the beach, tethered. Like, <laughs> yeah. so we could. That doesn't help. Speaking of the topic yeah. of today's podcast, <laughs> I did promise we would do one on, on Windows Virtual Desktop. You did, because yeah. Because of your level of excitement the last time, <laughs> which worried some, actually. I think we need to have a oh, no. <laughs> conversation outside of work about Is this your... an intervention? I thought it was a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Joining the meeting now. So, yeah, we're just going to cover WVD in its entirety yeah. and why it's so wonderful. Or according to you, is why it's so wonderful anyway. Yeah, I'll um, try and convince people. The jury can decide. <laughs> have, we got, have we got a jury? Have we? I'm okay. sure our marketing teams can edit in a jury or something. <laughs> We'll get a panelist or... Those two guys in the Muppets that sit in the balcony, just frowning yeah. throughout. <laughs> That'll be fine. Well, we've got one of them anyway already in the office, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, right. Let's start with the very basic stuff, right? Yeah. Because everyone's going to be different understanding what WVD is. So high-level overview. Yeah. What is Windows Virtual Desktop? Okay. Well, first off, literally just in the nick of the time for this podcast... Microsoft went and spiced things up. They've actually renamed the solution to Azure Virtual Desktop. So subtle name change. <laughs> They're why? promising... Why? Yeah, well, I'll get to that. <laughs> They're promising a load of new features on the horizon. And actually can't wait to give partners a sneak peek at these today. But talk about timing. This dropped literally a week before as we we're getting everything ready for this. So thanks, Microsoft. But yeah, in answer to your question, trying to give a maybe a simple summary of what we're looking at. AVD allows you to offer Windows 10 desktops and applications virtually anywhere with seamless built-in security. Uh, and all of this with such nominal latency that users would believe that they were using a local desktop, you know, if you didn't tell them otherwise, which is really great. And users can bring their own device, needing only an internet connection to access the platform, and the underlying infrastructure can scale in real time as well. So yeah, that, that's the, yeah, the short of it. That's that's not bad for the Azure team to explain it in under seventy minutes. Yeah, you'd be amazed. I worked hard. You have to chip it down. <laughs> have you got the the previously edited notes that I can look at with the pages and pages of pages? Or I have, but I, I'm not sure I'll share them. <laughs> Keep them for a rainy day. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well. Okay. Right. Look. That's yes. That's a summary of what it is. However, that's great and all. But how have you guys in the Azure team helped our partners deliver it in the course of the last, how long has it been out now, 18 months, two years? Yeah, about that, I think, you know, we, there were six months of, you know, private preview and then yeah. uh, public preview and 
and then it'd come out. But yeah, really happy to talk about some of that. So in the early days, we were pretty focused on webinars, you know, hoping to raise awareness in the channel. But of course, you know, once COVID hit, remote access became an outright necessity for a lot of businesses and uptake grew exponentially. I think that what with this being a purely consumption-based service and it being something with essentially no cost of entry, there was a massive allure there for companies caught out and suddenly at home. You know, why buy your workers a bunch of Chromebooks to replace the office desktops you'd only gone and refurbished eight months ago that are now sat in the office while your workers are sat at home? When you could just use WVD for a few months, that's the gateway experience anyway. Yeah, that's, I guess, I guess it rolls into the, the pandemic quite well. Yeah, I don't and imagine. Totally. And and working alongside our partners through through those planning phases and, and then guiding them through implementation became our main focus during the pandemic, like you say. And I'm actually I'm really proud of how the team rose to that challenge. All nine of us have had a hand in in this solution during the rollout throughout the pandemic. And you know, juggling multiple deployments while working at home definitely brought the team close together and a lot of challenges. So yeah, it's been very busy, but it's been uh, really fulfilling as well. Okay. So We'll do roadblocks now. <laughs> I, I like this bit. Yeah. Because it makes it sound like it's not all perfect because it can't be, right? So yeah, there, there must have been when it first, same with any Microsoft product. To be fair, mm -hmm. they've been better recently, Teams mm -hmm. especially. So when it was first launched, and even now, what type of stumbling blocks do you have when you come across it? Great. Trying to implement it. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be good to dig into these. There's actually a story here because there's some progression, you know, but back. <laughs> you can sit back. All right. Confession time. So you're the other side of the booth because we're not even in the same yeah. room. So no, we're not actually. Yeah, we, um, we're in different places. But yeah, the most common issue for people was the fact that metadata went through the states. So uh, think of that as having 99% of things in the UK or wherever else you want to put it, central Germany, Guam, if only there was a data center in Guam, but wherever it is, and then having a slither elsewhere. This was a challenge for some companies, you know, if there was uh, for compliance needs, if you needed your data to be not leaving the UK or certainly not leaving the EU, this did present challenges. I actually have an exciting update around that and I'm going to save it for later. So there you go, first bit of suspense. <laughs> and then I suppose scheduling was... Uh, the second challenge, you know, people like you and I, we admitted in the last podcast, not so fluent with PowerShell. And that, you know, that was a challenge for a lot of people working out how they were going to schedule, schedule the session hosts, you know, whether they were going to do it based on scheduling on an hourly schedule, perhaps uh, nine to five or 12 on 12 off. Or if it was going to be based on users, if you had power users that were going to log in, Tim, Sally and Craig, they're all graphic designers. And they, you know, in the old days, they were using a supercomputer. But, you know, we can now give them an N-series virtual machine. It's got a dedicated graphics card and we can uh, arrange it so that only turns on when they authenticate using Active Directory. It sounds awesome. And it is. But it, it wasn't easy to implement, especially in the early days. But that's all that's all you can be automated now and the and the ui is a lot better as well so that's a big improvement but i think those were the two main things and like i say i have uh, news around the metadata but i want to save it i want to build up a little bit of suspense i'm gonna wait till the very end totally well near the end i wouldn't be quite that mean but one of those people one of those people <laughs> you've watched far too many u.s crime dramas i think so slow build <laughs> yeah it's a shocking place to be okay so all right so small roadblocks 
as long as people are aware of them, it's it's kind of okay. And yeah. it's kind of most of it either looks to have sorted itself out or is going to be changing in the near future anyway. Yeah, and with the scheduling, our team and and you've seen us doing this right. We we're helping all, lots of partners with their deployments. So you know we can help people with the UIs, the portal blades, you know the you know all all of that. Everything from the session host creation to helping you choose you know an appropriate image from the Microsoft gallery. So yeah, we can help with all those things. But I you know I'd be a liar if I didn't say in the first six months it was it was pretty challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean even from a. Uh... From a partner perspective, if you're looking at it like Microsoft are always obsessed with, well, not obsessed, but they do like it when partners try and kind of delve into each avenue of Microsoft, be it mm. Dynamics or Azure or Microsoft 365 and stuff. And WVD, oh, I need to call it AVD now, don't I? I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not used I'm not, to it either. As, as of now, I'm just not going to change it. No, They're, not yet. Yeah, not, not until I'm forced. But from there, from a Microsoft perspective, if, you, if you're selling Windows Virtual Desktop, you've got that link to Azure, but you have to license it through Microsoft 365 in some form. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're getting, the reason it's beneficial or the reason it's, it's a huge plus is you're getting both avenues covered from a Microsoft yeah. aspect. So they're going to like you more. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, good. you're sort of leading me into where I wanted to go next. But uh, should we maybe talk about sort of you, the, the type of user groups yeah, and who we would be seeing using AVD? Okay, cool. You might want to lean back, though, if I, if I launch into this. I've got, I've got a few ideas of, you know, typical common use cases. But yeah, we'll start. So <laughs> I suppose first off would be people running a legacy remote desktop solution are probably primary candidates for this because there are immediate cost savings I can prove. You'd no longer need Windows Server licensing on your session hosts. And, and that's a massive saving right out of the gate. If you've got three or four boxes and we now don't need server licensing on those, that's, that's going to be a pretty notable cost reduction straight away. Additionally, the users wouldn't need RDS cows. As you were saying there, you know, we can give the Microsoft 365 licenses instead. And, and why wouldn't we? Because it comes with a lot of awesome functionality, including a, a Windows 10 operating system. And on top of that, the network gateway broker and the security features, which with an RDS to deployment, we would you know, traditionally have running on other virtual machines. If we were trying to look at uh, resiliency and high availability, we would have them all, each role would be on a separate virtual machine and we might even double up. Gosh, that's getting a little technical maybe for today's audience, but it's really just to say it would be a lot of virtual machines, all of which would need Windows Server licensing. We can appreciate how that would be costly. But in WVD, the network gateway, the broker, and the security piece, it's all included as part of the service for no extra cost. So Microsoft are managing and propping up the hardware that's running this, and you just get to use it as part of the service. It's awesome. So it looks really strong compared to RDS, and we're seeing some really strong savings there already. So I'll leave it there for the first group, because I, as always with AVD, nailed it, uh, could say a lot more, but that gives you a quick idea of how there are immediate, obvious cost savings for people on RDS. So, uh, you know, always keen to have conversations with partners in that scenario. We've got a lot of partners that do RDS in Azure, but we've got a lot of RDS partners or, or partners, sorry, not, they're not RDS partners, but partners selling it on on hardware of their own. And, and I've done TCO conversations with some of these partners thought, actually, yeah, crikey, it's going to be a lot more cost efficient for us as a business to put this in Azure. So it's always a fun conversation for me. So on to the second lot, you know, these users are still using TIN on-prem, but a hardware refresh is around the corner. They're probably 
also now facing a depleted IT budget, as a fairly sizable subset of customers will be in the current times. And then, well, unless they sell toilet paper or home gym equipment, they'll be probably seeing a, a smaller budget. And they'd be a lot happier, I would think, if you offered them a consumption-based service that won't decimate what cash they do have left. So again, for people like that, AVD or WVD, I think we're going to interchange throughout this webinar, aren't we? Because we're not used to it. It's going to yeah. be... Uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing this for a while. Use. Totally. At least a year. At least a year. And that's fine because to be honest, although I've got some awesome updates around AVD, I think a lot of this functionality and, and, and features, you know, it's going to, you know, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Well, ashes, gosh, it's like WVD died in a fire, but it's going to take a bit of time to to get to its, you know, its, its final form. But yes. Ruined my toilet paper and home gym company idea. Oh, crap. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> Tom's basement is full of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good mix. So moving on to our final cohort of users, I think would you know would really do well to look at AVD seriously. Would be users like that that Tom touched on earlier. They've already bought into Microsoft 365, but they're not on the Azure platform yet. You know they might have um, their their hardware on prem, and you know these are winners, Tom. They have half price admission, and they don't even realize it yet. So remember how I mentioned that RDS cows aren't needed here? You know, these users can bring their 365 license to cover platform access, and that leaves only infrastructure costs for them, which is which is brilliant. That would be if we're doing the option called client OS, yeah, where we're using our Windows 10 operating system that comes with the 365 licensing. But you can also bring your, your topology and your infrastructure from your RDS deployment and essentially just run that through the AVD platform. In that scenario, you'd be using server OS rather than client OS, and you would still need RDS cows. But it's not an additional cost, is it? Because it's a cost the customer's already had. And like we talked about earlier, no longer having Windows Server licensing on our uh, session hosts and some of those other efficiencies, the broker and gateway being included, we're still seeing massive savings for those RDS users. So yeah, th there's a little bit planting seeds for all three of those user groups. So, you know, if anyone's listening and you have, have clients in those brackets, get in touch and let's, let's sort you out. I could say reams more about all three, but that's, you know, that's the broad strokes. Hopefully it gives, gives people an idea of three of the, three of the directions we, we come at with AVD. You can always do the bit where you challenge people to come and message you as your teammate did last time. <laughs> oh, yeah, at the end. So, yeah, you you pull off your right glove and yeah, sl slap the virtual user and say, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's only really one more question I have left for yeah. you, I think, which is give us the gossip. Okay. Yeah, really. You, you may as well. May as well. And, and, and if, it's, if it's not as exciting as what you bigged it up to be for the last 15 or so minutes, <laughs> I'm going to be brutally disappointed. You could be my barometer because these are probably new for you. So you, we'll, we'll get this. Everyone listening in real time will see, see what Tom thinks of it. Yeah. All right. That's let's dive in. <laughs> I know. I know. The, the least forgiving person. So if Tom's impressed, it's probably worth looking at. <laughs> right. Perhaps the most exciting reveal, I think, for me anyway, is the announcement that uh, metadata can now be stored in the UK. So our users that are operating here, and like I said at the beginning, that was one of the biggest hurdles for our partners with the solution. So it's a joy to see Microsoft listening to community feedback and, you know, implementing changes that everybody's been crying out for. So, uh, I mean, this is awesome for me because I've had really 
you know, really productive conversations with partners about virtual desktop, you know, going back maybe a year, but they weren't interested at the time because of the challenges around metadata. So yeah, that's that in and of itself is noteworthy. No, I, yes, I think it is actually as of now for certain, for certain regions, there's, I think there's a couple of qualifiers, but there were announcements about it. So it's really cool. So we, I think we've got some ongoing conversations with partners that are looking to change the metadata and stuff. So yeah, it's been announced. In honesty, because I've got several updates and most of them are, are far flung into the future, I probably have to validate, but I think that one actually is from now. So that's literally, people can start doing that with the metadata. I, I believe it was GA. The rest of this stuff is is sort of coming. Yeah. So I'll take that. That's yeah, you'll take that. Yeah, that's the one thing that's pretty much ready to go. The rest, right, this is exciting stuff in the pipeline. Okay, some of it's subject to change, but it gives you an idea of where Microsoft's thoughts are and what they're looking to do with the solution. So a big general thing they're looking to do is removing the requirement for a domain controller, which was used for the FS Logix user profiles for basically for user profile authentication when they're accessing the, the session hosts. So that will reduce cost. It will definitely reduce FAF and operational overheads for our partners. So that's great to see. It should also hopefully simplify the identity conversation a little bit, which is a relief for me. There's a way to go with that. But this is cool. It will mean, I guess, at least half of the deployments we've got at the moment, those customers, those scenarios, they'll probably be able to get rid of the domain controller and just use the Active Directory licensing that's included in the EMS piece of their Microsoft 365 bundle SKU. Gosh, that's a mouthful. It's a clever need to, there. Need to change that one. Don't <laughs> worry know. about AVD and WVD. Change I that. Know. Yeah, it's that bit. <laughs> But yeah, it streamlines things for a number of people. So that's cool. So the th a third thing, the third change of note would be that WVD desktops can now be enrolled into Intune directly, and that'll allow you to manage policies through there as well as through Active Directory, which is what people were doing previously. So that will be great for administrators. Fourth thing we'll touch on would be the fact that there's, there's the ability coming for uh, app streaming. So think of uh, moving towards apps as a service over desktop as a service. And don't get me wrong, users can still run on a desktop and, and they'll be able to in the future and many will still want to. But you know, giving the choice to post things separately from the app level is exciting. And I also believe that the, probably the intention, the, the, the spur for Microsoft will probably be things like Sage. I don't know if you can call out apps like this, but you know, some, some apps were, were a challenge getting to run so far in WVD, there were hurdles. And I think this is probably what Microsoft are looking to really address, which is exciting. Yeah. And I think that gives people an idea of how big that will be in the medium term. It will take a while, but it's going to make the platform more app friendly, which which really just, it goes hand in hand with Microsoft's wider goals. They wanted everybody to be moving onto Windows 10. We were giving everybody the ability to run their workloads in Azure without paying for extended support. But you know, there were a, a sad minority of people that they could move their workloads, but they had to then back, you know, back backdate the OS to seven or eight to run their application. So this helps them modernize more fully, which will be really exciting. And more broadly, Microsoft have also made a few quality of life changes based on community feedback to the general platform, which is which is great too. So, you know. People are more aware of the performance characteristics needed to run WVD, and we anticipate that you know being that will be built into the new model, i.e., you know, spec a little less conservatively by default. And what I mean by that is that I think at the outset, Microsoft envisioned generally that four users, four users rather per core would would be a a good fit. But you know, I think we've seen that it's more it's closer to two users per core. 
typically. So it's nice to see that they're going to build that out. And I see that already in the calculator. Microsoft did make some, there were some flash changes. It was briefly called AVD on the Azure calculator and they'd made some changes where it was, the pricing was based on two users. So they've already, I think, implemented that into the costing tool, which is awesome. And I suppose that brings us to quoting more more generally. And yeah, that they've made further efforts to streamline this. I, I see that they have, because like I said, with the calculator, they now defaults to heavy workloads, which uh, you know the assumption is that I think it's more in line with real world core requirements for users. So that's good. Storage is also now also included in the AVD portion of the calculator. Historically, people would price up their user profile separately. You'd go into the Azure calculator, you'd select Azure files, and you typically do about 30 gigs per per user as standard. But you can now add your file storage through the, the WVD blade part of the calculator. So that's really good too. And yeah, I think that's really, they are my heavily abridged thoughts on, on things at the current state of play. The whole team is really excited. They, clearly they've got some, some grand ideas for the future. And it's actually been quite, yeah, it's been enjoyable actually just you know, reflecting on the last year and a half and seeing how the solutions evolved, what we've done to help partners with it. It's, it's been a bit of a journey. So yeah, nice. that's, that's my thoughts on what's coming. Well, if, you, if you look at it, if you, if you can limit where your data goes, yeah. reduce costs and make it easier to spin up and monitor, yeah. Yeah. you're pretty much covering all bases. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It was. So, so yeah, I mean, I can't see anything bad about those updates, which is rare for Microsoft to see. Yeah, I think it's been very well calculated. And the fact that apps is the, it all revolves around the app streaming. Yeah, that that makes you feel actually probably more optimistic about its future than even at the outset. You know, when it was in like private preview and <laughs> we yeah. were all working out how it was going to fit in and how Citrix and VM were all, you know, all going to bring their own piece to the party. It was awesome and it was exciting. But to be honest, I, I'm more excited. And I think I, one thing I haven't talked about and, and, and partners often ask is, ah, well, you know, do you think the momentum will slow down? There was the six months where people needed it, but, you know, necessity, they were stuck at home, but did we think it would ebb off? And it and it certainly hasn't so far. And I, and I don't think it will because conversations we're having more, more frequently now with partners, it's not just the flexibility and the cost efficiencies the solution offers. It's also just offering customers a, a, a more preferable way to pay for their spend. So, the fact, like we said, there was no cost of entry and the fact that we can, it's elastic by nature. We can reduce the specs of our session hosts if users are on furlough or if we bring in external devs to do some work for a period of time. I mean, that was always generally a, a, a strong value out of the usual platform, but the fact that we can bring that into a, a comprehensive solution. And as you touched on it, we it's linked in very closely. It, well, it's in, well, Microsoft 365 is intrinsic to the solution. And it means that if we have to reduce user count temporarily for whatever reason, you get it, don't you? I feel like it's going to become more of a strategic conversation probably in the next year or so where for a lot of people that have kept the lights on and they can breathe a little bit more slowly hopefully soon it's going to be more about right all right we, we've made it how do we want to keep paying for exactly. our moving yeah. forward and i think this is going to be one of the you know key preferred routes i mean we have found quite a it's been quite a good uptake from our partners around wvd so far as far yeah. as we've seen anyway like massive you're right so far and yeah obviously in that first six months there were there are all sorts of reasons, but I agree. I think it, the energy is only building. And frankly, with Microsoft, you know, actually, I think reflecting quite, uh, having quite a balanced reflection on the the strengths, but also the limitations of what they had and thinking, right, apps is our, 
uh, is what really needs sorting out. And th- and they did it with identity with domain controllers. They, they they improved that. What I'm waiting for, I suppose, is streamlining the file storage piece. And I bet that will be next. Six months from now, that will probably be something they announce. So there you go. That's my, you know, if you could Risky bet on things like this. Yeah, if you could bet on things in the channel, I'd, I'd, I'd put a bit of your next month's commission on that. But <laughs> Not that we uh, promote. <laughs> yeah, gambling in this space. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> Only at football. That's the only at football. Yeah, that's the rules. Okay. Well, look, you've 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 put that into about twenty minutes, which I thought was never going to happen. <laughs> Neither did I. I'll be honest. I was expecting this to be like a two-parter, where I just had to <laughs> let the marketing guys know just to cut it halfway through and we'll just continue it another time. They wouldn't know that I'd started with you know ten pages of thoughts and trimmed it down, would they? Oh, no. I just admit it. Now, now they'll hear it. Yeah, now they'll hear it. Yeah. <laughs> And we will, we will grab those pages of thoughts. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Immortalised, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll get you back for another episode. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I guess we'll probably look at reserved instances next because we're having, we're still having a lot of conversations around that. So uh, I've got a lot, as always, a lot of thoughts around those. So we'd love to come back and talk about and those. Microsoft's joyous ability to change their minds on them. That's always a... Uh... Yeah, there are a lot has changed and there are a few. Well, the short of it is. Oh, don't ruin it. Well, yeah, no, yeah, go on. We'll save it. You know, the short of it is you'll have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> like a suspense maniac. I'm not. I watched okay. too much Lost when I was young. You know, you've got to leave yeah, everyone I, on a cliffhanger. I avoided that. Like, <laughs> it's good for me. Okay, brilliant. Right. Well, I, don't, I guess we'll just sign off on this one then. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That, yeah. They're the keynotes. But, Go and enjoy the sun. Yeah, um, if will. anyone listens back to this once summer's over, they're going to hate us for it. But Probably. If you're listening to this on a rainy day, just imagine 28 degree heat. It did happen once for a day. It did once. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, that's your loss. Wait till next year. Well put. Yeah, cool. Okay, brilliant. Thanks very much, Dave. I shall yeah. speak to you next time. Thanks for having me on. Take it easy.